Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to It's Time for More Injury Funding, the podcast for all who want to learn about legal funding and its significance in the personal injury, motor vehicle accidents, product liability, medical malpractice, and many other types of law practice domains. I'm your host, Laura, founder and CEO of More Injury Funding, the legal funding counselors with passion for law, medicine, legal funding, and hard for all suffering individuals. More Injury Funding is a sponsor member, associate, or business partner of this podcast, Academy of Trek Accident Attorneys, Sandy Springs Bar Association, Georgia Association of Paralegals, Atlanta Legal Aid Society, State Bar of Georgia, and Georgia Hispanic. Chamber of Commerce. Uh, in today's episode, uh, we have a very special guest, um, Dr. Chakoyan Ararat or Ararat Chakoyan, and, and he is an expert witness in TBI, traumatic brain injury, and neuroimaging. Today, Dr. Ararat will dive deep into exciting topic of traumatic brain injuries and their conventional versus advanced diagnostic techniques and future technology. Dr. Chakoyan, welcome to Sign for More Injury Funding Podcast. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Can you walk us through your educational background and why you chose to take a lifetime path in the study of the brain? Yes. Well, um, my journey began in um, 2011, um, during my undergraduate study, studies, when I spent the entire summer at a local hospital in Normandy, France, um, during this time, I was uh, shadowing a neuroradiologist in the Department of Radiology, and my goal was to develop different techniques for brain cancer detection using MRI. And um, subsequently, I was accepted into a master's program in neuroscience and biomedical imaging, it was a two-year program, and after that, I secured a scholarship to continue my academic journey as a PhD student in a neuroscience laboratory. And um, there, our research centered on investigating MRI as a diagnostic tool to quantify and understand the impact of oxygen deficiency or hypoxia in brain diseases, including stroke, and brain tumors. And, and in 2016, I successfully completed my PhD degree and joined UCLA's brain tumor research program and working alongside a team of very talented individuals, I actively contributed to the clinical implementation of, um, of a new emerging technique that we will talk for sure later on which is which is called pH weighted MRI and this new approach allowed us to quantify brain acidity in the brain and um, basically we apply that technique to brain tumors stroke and traumatic brain injuries and following two years at UCLA I received an invitation from USC Zilkenor Genetic Institute to join their multidisciplinary team and contribute to Alzheimer's disease research. And uh, since then, I'm, I've been at USC, continuously learning and delving into the intricacies of um, human brain, you know, the human brain. That's, uh, that's, that's fascinating. <laughs> long Can story you... short. <laughs> yes, absolutely. A very interesting story. And you're originally from um, Armenia, correct? 
Armenia, yes, correct. Okay, that's yes. wonderful. Uh, doctor, can you explain the difference between conventional and advanced diagnostic techniques in the context of uh, traumatic brain injury? Yes, absolutely. Um, so conventional diagnostic techniques such as computer computer tomography or CT scans, X-ray imaging, or just basic clinical evaluations are often the first-line approach approaches in the context of TBI, providing very rapid and accessible information for the patient. And in the other hand, advanced diagnostic techniques for TBI are MRI, structural MRI, diffusion tensor imaging, functional MRI or fMRI, more commonly named, susceptibility-weighted imaging, positron emission tomography or PET and SPECTS are offering more detailed insight into the structural, functional connectivity changes in the brain. Obviously, um, advanced techniques may require specialized equipment, expertise, and longer processing times. And the choice between these techniques depends on the factors such as the severity of the injury and the urgency of assessment. So, and what are some examples of conventional diagnostic techniques commonly used at advanced imaging solutions when it comes to you as an expert witness in neuroimaging? Yes, in, um, in cases where I serve as um, an expert witness, um, the individuals typically sustain injuries approximately three to four weeks earlier, reaching the you know reaching the chronic stage of traumatic brain injury. And at this junction, um, MRI stands out as the gold standard for assessing the extent of, of the lingering brain damage. And in that sense, we are, are heavily using structural MRI as well as diffusion tensor imaging for, um, you know, rule out whether or not what are the consequences of um, brain injuries. Okay. And how do conventional diagnostic techniques differ from advanced ones in terms of accuracy and effectiveness? Yes, I can give you a couple of uh, key distinctions in accuracy and effectiveness of um, of these techniques. Uh, first of all, I think sensitivity and specificity are very important. Um, conventional techniques are, such as CT scan or are very good, you know, to discern whether or not there is bone fracture, hematoma, concussion, you know, and white matter axonal injury at the first shot. And but for example, MRI uh, sometimes, like you know, in a chronic stage of the of the TBI, you may have lower sensitivity and specificity to TBI, specifically to TBI. You know, the features that we can see on the images may be from different diseases. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, this is ultimately leading to a higher likelihood of false positive or false negatives. You know, those are like maybe technical terms, but, you know, kind of uh, that's the that's the sensitivity and specificity questions. And then there is also image quality. Older methods like, you know, older MRI scanners may have limited image quality. And uh, the speed of the exams are much longer for the MRI like, you know, old MRIs, while the advanced MRIs are, you know, you can have brain covered within seconds or within minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one of the main advantage for advanced imaging techniques is that they can provide very quantitative 
measurements of uh, what you are assessing. You know, while conventional techniques are not as much as quantitative, they are mostly qualitative. Mm -hmm. And can you provide some examples of advanced diagnostic techniques that have revolutionized traumatic brain injury neuroimaging? Yes. Um, first thing that is coming to my mind is definitely diffusion tensor imaging uh, developed by a French scientist in the early 90s, Denis Lebian. He's one of the most phenomenal scientists out there. Uh, this technique is measuring the diffusion of water molecules in the living human brain. And uh, DTI is providing information about also the integrity of the white matter composition in the, in the brain, offering detailed visualization of, for example, axonal injuries and connectivity disruptions in the brain. Second technique that is uh, very interesting to me is um, functional MRI or fMRI that is widely used in the in the scientific community to study the brain connectivity. Um, well, what's the impact of such a technique? Uh, well, fMRI enhanced our understanding of, of the brain changes following TBI, you know, how your brain is getting reorganized uh, after major events such as traumatic brain injury. So we can use fMRI to study cognitive and sensory impairments after TBI. And finally, the last one I want to talk about is called CEST imaging or chemical exchange saturation transfer. It's a very scientific term, but that, that technique is uh, basically used to quantify cerebral acidosis or the pH imbalance in our brain when we are like someone is experiencing traumatic brain injury. We implemented this very new emerging MRI technique at UCLA Ronald Reagan Hospital specifically to brain tumors, stroke, and traumatic brain injury patients. And um, in that context, in the context of TBI, you know, there is a cascade of biological events occurs following, uh, you know, the injury that can lead to, you know, long-term disability. And one of these patterns is like tissue ischemia, uh, from impaired cerebral perfusion or amino acid excitotoxicity and interstitial acidification. And all this, you know, leads to brain acidity. You know, the brain is becoming very acidic. And so we published that study, you know, the, that new technique uh, in the Journal of Neuroimaging Clinical, and it suggests the clinical feasibility of the and the potential value of pH-weighted MRI as a high-resolution imaging diagnostic tool for identifying most tissues at risk in the brain due to just, uh, you know, cerebral acidosis. Is there any way to reverse that, to, to get back to, to normal? I mean, prior to, to, to reverse well, the uh, brain acidosis in any way? Well, unfortunately, you know, uh, the microenvironment of the concussion, for example, you know, it's um, there is no such a drug approved to you know reserve you know reverse uh, tissue acidity at this tape. But um, we first showed that you know there is like you know there it's possible to use MRI as a diagnostic tool, and then. You know, there is um, it must be used in the in the next steps, you know, to see whether or not th there is any compounds, drug compounds that could, you know, 
But at this time, I, I I don't know. I don't know if there is any compounds that can reserve, reverse that phenomena, you know. Okay, I was just curious. Um, Dr. Yeah. Chakoyan, uh, what are the main advantages and limitations of conventional diagnostic techniques compared to advanced ones? Yes, definitely. Well, today's neuroimaging tools uh, are um, can help in several ways, you know, um, for conditions requiring, for example, surgical um, interventions, such as like, you know, brain hematomas following TPI. Uh, neuroimaging can aid surgeons in precise planning and uh, execution of um, procedures. Advanced imaging modalities, such as diffusion tensor imaging, can allow for the more monitoring or diffusion MRI just simply can you know help us to monitor the the treatment response over time. Mm-hmm. Patients can come back and forth, you know, like several times, and you can monitor whether or not there is any modifications. And obviously, uh, advanced imaging modalities plays a crucial role in clinical trials by assessing the efficacy of new therapies, providing quantitative measures and definitely very objective endpoints can be established and assessed. Dr. Chakoyan, uh, are there any ethical or societal implications associated with the use of advanced diagnostic techniques in your specialty of practice? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, Maybe I can separate ethical and societal implications in two settings. For the ethical perspective, new techniques may take uh, may make it very challenging for patients to fully understand and comprehend the procedures and potential risks. So we need absolutely to inform the patients and having their consent, you know. And um, and socioeconomic factors may also influence the access to advanced imaging, you know, techniques and potentially exacerbating the pre-existing health inequities, you know. And the collection and Analysis of sensitive health information can also raise concerns about patient privacy. Uh, For societal implication, we need to implement very robust data security measures to protect patient confidentiality. There's also a real need to protect individuals from discrimination based on health information. And I think like to ensure fair access to advanced imaging is like kind of very important. Absolutely. And how do you as a healthcare professional practitioner decide when to use conventional diagnostic techniques versus advanced ones? Yes, ultimately the decision to use conventional or advanced imaging technologies is a difficult one that requires careful consideration of the specific clinical or research context. In my daily activity as a scientist, I'm mainly using advanced imaging diagnostic tools that align with specific research goals and and the nature of the investigation. However, information processing times are very frequently more extended compared to conventional diagnostic techniques. In situations involving TBI, particularly in emergency settings where a swift evaluation is crucial, the initial preference is often for conventional techniques, such as CT scans, to promptly assess and rule out any acute injuries. So there is a, you know, that's that's kind of my answer. 
Okay. And what are the current challenges or barriers to implementing advanced diagnostic techniques in newer imaging world? Yes, I think the first limitation is related to the cost of these equipments. Um, a brand new state-of-the-art MRI can cost well over $2 million. Then you need to have a well-trained expert to operate and interpret results. And um, I think from a scientific perspective, the second uh, limitation would be the standardization across different centers. You know, If you are running a multi-center clinical trial in the context of TBI, you must have standardized protocols for image acquisition from one center to another. So the results could be explained and understood, you know, and to reduce variability across centers. So I think that's kind of the second major limitation as of now. That makes sense. Um, Dr. Chakoyan, uh, can you discuss any ongoing research or development in the field of advanced diagnostic techniques and their potential impact on neuroimaging after a traumatic brain injury or TBI? Yes, um, this is a really interesting question. The search for reliable biomarkers associated with TBI is, is, is very broad and it's ongoing, but I think blood-based uh, CSF and imaging-based biomarkers can provide, if you combine all these, like, you know, blood, CSF, and imaging, all together, they can provide very objective measures of the injury severity, prognosis, and treatment response assessment, you know. And um, artificial intelligence is another growing area that will ultimately enhance the diagnostic accuracy of TBI. If you just give all these metrics that you assess from, you know, from the patient and you give it to the TB, like to the, to an AI that can most likely in the future be used and enhance uh, the accuracy. And one thing that probably is, is not yet fully available for um, clinical use is PET imaging, new specific PET, PET imaging tracers that are targeting uh, brain inflammation and um, basically, TBI is going to trigger um, a, a lot of events in the brain. And there are some um, cell types in the brain called astrocytes. They're going to be activated, these astrocytes, after a TBI, and they're going to release pro-inflammatory cytokines and chemokines. So basically, with PET imaging, we can also, in the future, see brain inflammation following TBI. So the potential of this ongoing research efforts is broad. All things considered, I believe that we can now achieve a better understanding of long-term consequences of TBI. Very interesting. And what what is one or two most common uh, tests that you uh, you know perform on your patients after car, car accidents or trucking accidents? Yes, uh, well, um, as of now, um, uh, the primary test I'm doing is 3T MRI, 3 Tesla MRI, which is one of the gold standards as of now. And all, all our patients, are, um, they are referred for even for screening purposes to a 3 Tesla MRI, uh, including MR, like structural MRI and diffusion tensor MRI. That's mm -hmm. pretty much what my my firm is doing, yes. 
That's that's fascinating. And that was super interesting um, conversation. I wish we had more time today. Um, yeah, unfortunately, our, our episode is uh, coming to the end. I hope my dear listeners and viewers today, you've learned as much as I did about uh, TBI, conventional and advanced diagnostic techniques and future technology. But before I go, Dr. Um, Arat, um, I have an extra question, fun pop-up question. Um, you ready for that? Yes. Okay. How would your parents describe what you do for work? Wow. That's, well, coming from a family with medical background, um, significantly easy is my journey, to be honest. Uh, my father established himself as a forensic doctor, expert witness. My twin brother is also a medical surgeon. So it makes my life very easy to explain what I really enjoy doing as a scientist and expert witness. That's, that's just amazing. Um, again, that was Dr. Ara Chakoyan, ladies and gentlemen, with Advanced Imaging Solutions in California. And if uh, somebody needs to find you, how can they find your doctor? Do you have a website, right. social media platforms? Yes, I think I'm very active on Instagram. Uh, I think the easiest way is to just to follow us on Instagram by searching Advanced Imaging Solutions. You will find all the details. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I will be glad to help with with your inquiries. That's wonderful. Again, I want to thank uh, to all of you for listening and watching our story today. For more tips and tricks on legal funding and personal injury law-related topics, follow me, uh, download, like, and subscribe. Uh, for It's time for more injury-finding podcasts on several podcast platforms, including but not limited to, to Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and others. And follow me um, at More Injury Funding on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, Yelp, Google business profile. And of course, my website at moreinjuryfunding.com. I can't wait to see you, my dear listeners and viewers at my next coming episode. Uh, tune in soon for our next guest. Until then, be well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.